Shalom to all. Today's office of Homestaff Test. We are starting Chesam and Bay's four lines off at the bottom with the last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas. Mars Miriam Sarah Basab Yaakov Mysha, her Nishama Shadavan Alio, Halili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantif, Ben Rabbi Usher Anchal, his Nishama Shadavan Alio. We conclude right in the middle of something yesterday. The Gemara tells us, Rebbe Hayalea, my Avile, what does Rebbe do with the Pasuk of Aleha? We had used the Pasuk of Aleha to teach us something about Arias and Yibum. What does Rebbe do with that Pasuk? He doesn't use it for what we use it for. The Gemara tells me, by Leah Chaitanya, he needs it for the following Brysa. Now, before we start the Brysa, we have to understand three things. If Sanhedrin Paskin incorrectly, and the majority of Klai Yisrael acted upon this Psak, the Sanhedrin have to bring a par as a chatas to atone for the sin, that's called a par halim davershal tzibur. If the Kayan Gadol, who's also known as the Kayan Mashiach, Paskin Zalacha incorrectly, and he acts upon that, he has to bring a par called par Kayan Mashiach. And if Sanhedrin Paskin incorrectly, specifically regarding Avodah Zara, and Klai Yisrael acted upon that, they need to bring a par as an oila and a sari as a chatas. So the Brasa tells us, Ein chayavin bezin el to bring this carbon parhalam darshal tibor unless that there is something that have done bemeze they'd be chayav kars and have done b'shog they'd be chayav achatos and the chen mashiach same thing applies to parkhan mashiach tesam ralf on top vloy b'avodz kachavim also they're not chayav with avodz kachavim if we're dealing with avodz zar being done by accident el darshal chayav nals done kars regas achatos unless they did something they'd be chayav kars for if done on purpose or chayav achatos if they did a b'shogig and with tanami we have a similar mishnah call mitzvah shabatayra any mitzvah in the tayra shachayav nals done kars regas achatos that have done bemeze they'd be chayav kars or have done b'shog they'd be chayav achatos Yachid may be kissed by Seira. If a Yachid did this, Bishagik, then he'd bring a Keves or a Sire. Nasi, if a Nasi did this, maybe Sire, he'd bring a Sire. Mashiach Ubezin may be in par. If the Kayan Gadol did this or Bezin did this, then we have to bring a par. If we're dealing with a Yachid, Nasi, Mashiach, Mavi, and Seira. A regular Yachid or Nasi or a Kayan Gadol did this, they would bring a Seira. And Sibor, if the whole Sibor did a Vazar by accident, Mavi, and Par, Visayer, they would bring a par and a Sire. Par, La Isle of Sire, Lachatos. And the Gemara continues, Menon, Emili, how do we know this? The Tanarabon, we have a Brisa. The Pasuk tells us, Menon, Dachatos, Shachatu, Allah, this sin that they sinned about became known to them. Rabbi Yami Rabbi says, It says over here, Aleha, and it says over there by Arias, Aleha. Just like in the case of Arias, we're talking about something that if this Arias was done, bemazed, so then Bichayev Kars, if Bishaki, then Bichayev Achatos. Afkan, so to over here, we're only talking about something that if done, bemazed, then Bichayev Kars, if done, Bishaki, then Bichayev Achatos. Now that's the answer to our question that we started off with. What does Rabbi do with the Pasuk of Aleha? But we just continue. Ashkan Sibur, we see this applies to Sibur. And how do we know this applies to Kain Gadol? That's because the Chesiv Mashiach, it says, Mashiach, ha'am. When it talks about the Kain Gadol doing an Avera, it calls it La'ashmas Ha'am, the sin of the nation. And we learn from here, Hari Mashiach Chetzibur, the Kain Gadol is just like the Tzibur. Yachav Nasi, how do we know a Yachav and Nasi? Asya Mitzvah Mitzvah, we have Xer Shavah Mitzvah Mitzvah. We now quote from the top of this Amid, Vloy Bavayz Kachavim, El Adavar Shachayim, Nuzdani Kars Vashigas Echatos, Tzibur Bavayz Kachavim, Yalv Me'ene Me'ene. The fact that this halach applies to Tzibur that did Havayz Kachavim by accident, we learn that from Me'ene Me'ene. And Yachav Nasi Mashiach, where we learn that from Meve Im Nefesh Achas, and we learn from this pasuk Echad Yachid Ve'Echad Nasi Ve'Echad Mashiach B'Mashma. This teaches us whether we're talking about a Yachid Nasi or Mashiach, because the pasuk says Nefesh Achas, one person, and Vav Mosval Inyan Rishon. This Vav is adding on to the previous topic we're talking about because it says Ve'Im Nefesh Achas Ve'Yil Matachim Elyon. We learn the lower thing from the upper thing. The upper thing is the previous topic we're talking about, which is talking about the Tzibur, and we learn that to the lower topic, the one afterwards, which is talking about a Yachid. And now that we just explained all this in Rebbe, the Gemara continues. Rabbanon Hasvar Minol, who had the Rabbanon know this. They learn out from what Rabbi Shua had taught his son. There's one Torah for you, for those that do a Peshaigig. Over here, when you're saying the word Torah to mean all of the Torah, and then the Pasuk says, That Pasuk is talking about Avayda Zara. All the Torahs compared to Avayda Zara. Just like this halacha applies to Avayda Zara, only when we're talking about something that have done B'mezid, he'd be chayv kars, or have done B'shagid, he'd be chayv achatos. So, to this applies to any of 
there in the Torah that if a person does b'mezid, he be chayav karis or shagi he be chayav chatos. And we continue explaining the chachamim ashkan yachid v'nasi umashiach b'mavos chachamim b'mishar mitzvos. We see this applies to a yachid and nasi kain gadol. Whether we're talking about avodah zara or not, tzibur b'mavos chachamim nine. How do we know this applies by tzibur doing avodah zara? Amar Kral the pasuk says v'im nefesh and v'yilmad eli mitachlin. We learn the upper from the lower. El tzibur b'shar mitzvos menal. And how do we know if the tzibur is over any other mitzvah? How do we know that applies to them? Yalaf me'ene me'ene. We learn it from me'ene me'ene. V'rebi haytar achas ma'avidle. So what does Rebbe do with this pasuk that the Rabbanon used? This pasuk of Tyra Achas. What does he do with it? He needs it for the following brayso. Since we see that the pasuk differentiates between Yechidim doing avodah zara b'mezid and Merubim, a whole city, and Irani Dachas doing avodah zara b'mezid, Yechidim b'skila. If an individual does avodah zara b'mezid, he gets skila. That's why their money is saved, their money is spared, since they get the most chamer punishment of skila, so their money isn't destroyed, and their yarshim get to take their money. Merubim b'sayif. And when there's a whole Irani Dachas, a whole city that does avodah zara b'mezid. They get killed by the sword. That's Saif. That's why they lose all their money. We have to destroy all their money. So Yachal, you might think Nachli Kavon is saying their kabbana should be different, even when they do it b'shaygig. That's why the pasuk says Torah Achas Yilachem. There's one Torah. There's one law that applies to all of them. Both the Yachin the do avayzar b'shaygig and the Tzibut does avayzar b'shaygig. They bring the same carbon. But now Maskev Lar of Chilkiyah Magrani of Chilkiyah Magrani asks on that time of the Kazvach Chumana Torah Achas Yilachem. You're saying the only reason why they bring the same carbon is because we have this pasuk. But Halav Hachi, if not for that pasuk, Havamina Nechalik, I would think they would have to bring two different carbonas, and that it's Tzibut that does avayz kachavim, Tzibut does avayz zara by accident. They would have to bring a different carbon than a yachid. My laisu, what carbon would they bring? They would be different. Laisu par, should they bring a par? Tzibur b'shar mitzvah, who the maisu? That carbon is brought when a tzibur accidentally does a different avero, so that's not a unique carbon. What do you want to say? Kizba, they should bring a lamb. Yachid b'shar mitzvah, who the maisi? A yachid brings that carbon by other mitzvahs, so that's not a unique carbon. What do you want to say? They bring a sire, a he goat. Nasi b'shar mitzvah, who the maisi? A nasi brings that by other mitzvahs. What do you want to say? That par la oil of a sire lechatos, they should bring a par for an oil and a sire lechatos. Tzibur b'shar mitzvah, who the maisu? A tzibur brings that for avayz kachavim. So ve'elamai, what do you want to suggest they bring? Seira, a she goat, a female goat. Yachin nami hainu karbanoi. A yachin brings that as a karbon. So we don't have any karbonos which are unique for them. So how can you suggest that we need the pasuk of Torah Achas to teach that the carbon of a tzibur that does avayz zarbushagig is the same as a yachin? There isn't really a hafamina that should be different because there is no other carbon it could be. So the Gemara answers Itzrich. We still need that pasuk. Sak that the chamina would have thought how the tzibur b'hayra since if a tzibur does avayz zarb by mistaken pasuk maisu par lo oil of sarei lechatas they would bring a par for an oil and sarei lechatas in hunami nesu ipcha. This study that did avayz zarbushagig should bring the exact opposite. They should bring a par as a chatas and a sar as an oila, or inami because just sarach ve'inlet takana. They need to bring a different carbon, but there's no takana since there isn't a unique carbon to bring. They have no way of fixing themselves up. They can't do tshuva. Kamashmal and the chiddush is that they bring the same carbon. And now going all the way back to the beginning of the parak. Amr le Levi le Rebbe. Levi asked Rebbe, "My eri letani tazvav listening tazayin. Why is it that our Mishnah only mentions fifteen women? Why does it mention sixteen women? There's another woman that could have been included in our Mishnah." Amr le Rebbe told Levi, "Kemadam alish elay mayach begad kadai. It seems to be that he doesn't have a brain in his head." Rebbe's basically telling Levi that he's asking a silly question. My daitech, what are you suggesting, Levi? Ima anusas aviv. Do you want the case of his mother, who was the anusa of his father, included in our Mishnah? We're gonna explain that in a minute. Ima anusas aviv plucked the Rebbe who the Rabbanon he. That case is the subject of machlekes between Rebbe Yehuda and the Rabbanon who plucked to like and we're not talking about any cases that are machlekes between different tanaim. We're only talking about cases that are not a machlekes, and that's a case of machlekes. Now let's try to understand what this case of Ima anusas aviv is that Levi was suggesting should be added in our Mishnah. In addition to the names Reuven and Shimon, we're now going to be adding in Yaakov here, who is Reuven and Shimon's father. Yaakov had Reuven from wife one, and then Yaakov was Ma'anes, a different woman. He violated a different woman, but didn't marry her. She gave birth to Shimon. Reuven then married Shimon's mother, meaning he married this woman who was violated by Yaakov, and he also married another woman. Reuven died without children. Now Shimon's mother and her tzara fell to him for Yibam. Since his mother is an erva to him and is potter from Yibam, she should potter her tzara 
as well, and that should be included in our Mishnah. But Rebbe had answered the reason why that case can't be included in our Mishnah is because we're not talking about the case of Machlaikas, and there's Machlaikas whether Ruvain was allowed to marry Shimon's mother in the first place. But now the Gemara asks, Velay, we're not talking about a case of Machlaikas, Varei Esr Mitzvah Esr Kedusha, the Pligi Rebbe Kivra Abanon Vikitani, the case of Esr Mitzvah, which means also because of Arayus Shnias, secondary Arayus, which we're going to learn about in the next parak, and Esr Kedusha, which means it's Usher to marry her because it infringes on his holiness, namely he's marrying a Mamzeres. There's no Karis here like there is behind Erva. And that's Machlaikas between Rebbe Kivra and the Rabbanon, and we do mention that. The Gemara answers, no, but Pirkan Kamrin, we're talking about an hour parak, an hour parak, we don't mention any cases of Machlaikas. As the Gemara of Later on in our parak, we're going to see that Beishamai allows the Tsars to marry the brothers, and Beishil doesn't allow it. So we see that we do have a case of Machlekes mentioned in our parak. The Gemara answers Beishamai, Machem Beishil, Ain Mishnah. When we have Beishil mentioned, Beishamai is Ain Mishnah. He's not authoritative. We don't pay attention to him, so it's not considered like we're mentioning case of Machlekes. The Gemara continues to ask This case of Eishas Achiv Shaloi Ba'ilamai is Machlekes between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbanon, and we do mention that in our Mishnah. The Gemara answers Reb Shimon doesn't argue in the case where he was born and then Yibam happened, and that's what our mission is talking about. As the Gemara of Amr Rabbi Shaya says Reb Shimon does argue even in that case. The Gemara answers how he talks Rabbi Shaya. Rabbi Shaya was already upkafrekt, he was already shlonged up, we already proved him wrong. So let's try to understand this case of Eishas Achiv Shalaya Bailame because it's going to come up at the end of the Gemara. And there's actually two possible scenarios of Eishas Achiv Shalaya Bailame. First scenario is that Reuven and Shimon are brothers, Reuven died without children, and then Levi was born. Levi is Usher to Ruvain's wife, let's call her Leah, because he only came to the picture after Ruvain died. Therefore, he has an Isra of Eishas Ach that never became permitted through Yibam. Now, even if Shimon is Miyabim Leah and then dies without children, Shimon's Sarah is Potter from Yibam to Levi because Levi is Usher to Leah. That's possibility number one, where Levi was born before Shimon was Miyabim Leah. The other possibility is that Ruvain died without children, Shimon then married Leah, and only then Levi was born. And now, if Shimon dies without children, in this case, there's a Machlekes if Levi is allowed to marry Leah. What we had just said in our Gemara is that our mission could be discussing case number one in which there's no Machlaikas. But now back into the Gemara with another question trying to prove that our Mishnah is talking about a case of Machlaikas. The Amr of Yehuda Amar Rav, Rav Yehuda said B'Shem Rav, and Rechein Tan Rebbe Chia Rechia also taught, B'Kulan Ani Karibahen Ha'asriu Lazem Uteres Lazev, Ha'asriu Lazem Uteres Lazev. By all of these, meaning by all the cases in our Mishnah, we can apply the rule that the one that's usher to this is mutter to that, and the one that's usher to that is mutter to this. And that's also a case of that her sister, which is her Yavama, does Chalitza or Yibam. Now, right now, we're going to continue all the way till the end of the Gemara, trying to understand the basic structure of the Gemara and go back to explain it step by step. So, we just had two concepts which technically can be applied to all 15 cases of our Mishnah. However, Rabbi Yehuda Matargim, Rabbi Yehuda explains that these two concepts are only only from the cases of our Mishnah of mother in law and on. Avoshisa Bavi Duresha, by the first six cases of our Mishnah, Loi, these two concepts can't be applied to them. My time, why is that? Since the first case of our Mishnah, which is the case of Bitoi. We can only construct the case if we have a case of Einsen and not Nisuin. But Nisuin Kamari, but Einsen like Kamari, we're only talking about a case of Nisuin where there was a proper marriage and not a case of Einsen. Now, Vabai Matargim, Vabai argues with Rabbi Huda, and he explains our Mishnah as Af Bitimanu Sasai that we can apply these two rules even to the case of Bitimanu Sasai. Kimin Dashkuchim Shkachasla, since we do have such a case, since such a case could be constructed, Ibaimina Einsen Tahava, Ibaimina Nisuin Tahava, it doesn't make a difference if we have to construct it with Einsen or also Nisuin, we can include it in these two rules. But Abai says the case of Loi, we're not going to apply these two rules to that case in our Mishnah. My time, why is that? Says Abai, since we can only create that case according to Reb Shimon, but not according to the Rabbanon, we're not talking about the case of Machlekes in our Mishnah. Now, Rav Safra, Rav Safra explains these two rules as even applying to the case.
we can construct that case with six brothers the way you could remember how to construct the case is so the bottom line is we have a question according to Safra's understanding of how to apply to our Mishnah the Mishnah is dealing with the case of Machlaikas back to our question how can Rebbe push Levi off by saying we're not dealing with Machlaikas when we really are dealing with the case of Machlaikas in our Mishnah so our answer is El Rebbe Hani Klali Leslie Rebbe doesn't hold to these Klali of and therefore he's not bothered by what Rav Safra said now if you want to end here you may you have full permission for we just explain the basic Gemara and understand its structure Levi asked Rebbe why a 16th case isn't included in the Mishnah Rebbe's answer was that the case Levi wants to include is the subject of Machlaikas and we're not dealing with Machlaikas in the Mishnah the Gemara then attempted to show how the Mishnah is dealing with Machlaikas but was madcha all those questions end of story however it would be a huge chaval not to at least attempt to understand this giant Rashi on Tesla Mubez, which really does a fantastic job of explaining the Shaka Vitaria of the Gemara. So let's try to understand what Rav means by that all the cases of our Mishnah fit into the category of one that's usher to this brother is permitted to that one, and one that's usher to that one is permitted to this one, and with the continuation of his statement, that this is possible when the two are sisters. Now this statement of Rav really comes from the Mishnah on Chavav he just applies it to our Mishnah. So the Mishnah of the Chavav lays down the basic case. Four brothers from the same father, Reuven and Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Reuven and Shimon are married to sisters and both die without children. Their wives, who are sisters, now fall to the remaining two brothers, Levi and Yehuda. Both need chalitza and not yibum, says the Mishnah. Now why is that? Because when a woman falls to yibum, she's bound to all of the brothers by what's called zika. This doesn't mean that they're husband and wife, but it doesn't mean that she's free to go. It's some sort of connection that makes them kind of like husband and wife, but kind of not. Now in this particular scenario, we have an issue because both sisters are zakuka to both brothers. That means that if Levi were to marry one of them, he's marrying the sister of his Zakuka. And again, even though we said Zika doesn't mean they're actually married, but it connects them enough that it's as if Levi is marrying his wife's sister. Therefore, both women need Chalitza and not Yibum. But now the Mishnah adds in a piece that makes it more interesting. Let's say that these two sisters, whom we'll now call Leah and Rachel, are each an erva to one of the remaining brothers. For example, Leah is Yehuda's mother-in-law, and Rachel is Levi's mother-in-law. Now in this case, there's not a double Zika like in the previous case. Since one of the Yavamas is an erva, that brother doesn't have any Zika to her, and only has Zika to the other one who isn't an erva. Leah might be an erva to Yehuda, but she's mutter to Levi, and Rachel might be an erva to Levi, but she's mutter to Yehuda, and that's what's being referred to by the statement of Leah is usher to Yehuda, but mutter to Levi, and Rachel is usher to Levi, but mutter to Yehuda. And this is a case that a chaisa shehiyavimtai does either chalitza or yibam. These two yavamais are sisters, and each brother could either do chalitza or yibam to the woman he's mutter to. And as we said, Rabbi is teaching that these two statements apply to all 15 cases in our Mishnah, which means that we can formulate every case in our Mishnah to fit these two rules. The sisters that fall to Yibam, one sister is mutter to brother one, but an erva to the other, and the other sister as well is mutter to brother two, but usher to brother one. So let's just speak out the first two cases of our Mishnah. The first one our Mishnah mentions is Bitai, his daughter. How do we have this case with Bitai? Ruven was Ma'anis, a woman, and she had a daughter. Shimon was Ma'anis, the same woman, and she had another daughter. These two girls are sisters. These two then marry Levi and Yehuda, Reuven and Shimon's brothers. Levi and Yehuda die without children. Reuven is not allowed to marry one of these sisters because she's his daughter, but he's permitted to the other. And Shimon's not allowed to marry one of these sisters because she's his daughter, but permitted to the other. What's the next case in the Mishnah? Bas Bitai, the daughter of his daughter. Once again, Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven had a daughter and Shimon had a daughter. These daughters married the same man and each of them had a daughter. These granddaughters then married Levi and Yehuda, their grandfather's brothers or their great uncles. Levi and Yehuda then 
and die without children, so now these granddaughters fall to their grandfathers for Yibam. Reuven is ushered to his granddaughter, Ramutter to Shemin's, and Shemin is ushered to his granddaughter, Ramutter to Reuven's. So that's just a basic explanation of the first two things that we quoted from Reb Chia. But then Reb Yehuda had come in, and Reb Yehuda says that the cases that we explained of Bitoi and Bas Bitoi and the next four in the Mishnah are not included. Why is that? Because the only way to have the case of Bitoi is with the case of Ines, the child being born out of wedlock, and the rule isn't referring to that case. And since the first case dealing with Bitoi is knocked out of the equation, we also take out the next five cases dealing with some form of Bitoi, such as Bas Bitoi, Bas Ishtoi, and the like. Now, Abai had argued with Rabbi Huda and said that we do include the first six cases in the Mishnah, but Abai did say that we do not include the case of Eishas Achir Shloi Lamai because that's Machlex between Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon. Now, if Safra had argued with Abai and said that we do include the case of Eishas Achir Shloi Lamai and we're just going according to Shittas Rabbi Shimon and not according to Shittas Rabbanon. So, if Safra had told us the way that the case would fit in our Mishnah, according to Rabbi Shimon, is with six brothers and the Simon is on the top of Yod, So, what exactly is that case? We have six brothers, which are Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehudi, Yisachar, Zvulun. But right now, we're just going to talk about Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda because Yisachar and Zvulun aren't born yet. Ruvain and Shimon were married to sisters Leah and Rachel. Ruvain died without children. Yisachar, the other brother, was born. And only then Levi was Miyabim Leah. Everyone agrees that this new brother, Yisachar, is Asr to Leah. Then Shimon dies without children, and Zvulun is born. Yehuda is then Miyabim Rachel. Everyone agrees that Zvulun is Asr to Rachel. Then Levi and Yehuda die without children, and the two sisters, Leah and Rachel, fall to Yisachar and Zvulun. Yisachar is Asr to Leah, but Mutter to Rachel, and Zvulun is Asr to Rachel, but Mutter to Leah. However, this is only according to Reb Shimon. According to the Chamim, everyone is Asr to everyone, so therefore this case would only make sense in the Mishnah according to Reb Shimon and not according to the Chachamim. And the way that we are matching this question is by saying that Rebbe doesn't hold of these Klalim, and therefore, according to Rebbe, our Mishnah is not talking about the case of Machlekes. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue with this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.